Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Canvas Line. Today, this Mass is the funeral Mass for Brian McHugh. A welcome, of course, Shane, his partner, here with us. Welcome to his brothers, uh, Kenny and Ian, and his sisters, Jane and Trisha and Christine. And welcome also to all the family and friends who are here with us today. Many more people would have been wished to have been here with you, but because of the restrictions, they are unable to be here in the church. Many will be joining us in the live feed at this present moment and in the recording later on. We welcome all of those who are not physically present with us today but who are present through this recording of the Mass. On their behalf, to all who are present here in the church, I convey their good wishes, their affection, their prayers, their love and their condolences. This is a moment of profound and deep sadness for all. It seems unbelievable that we should be here in this church to say farewell to a greatly loved man, Brian, who has died so suddenly and so unexpectedly. When it was least expected, when it was the last thing that was on anyone's mind, he was taken from us. There was so much for more for him to do and see and achieve and so many more milestones to pass and so many plans for the future as well. It seems impossible, I'm sure, for you to think that he's not with you. Amidst then the tears of sadness, there is joy as we remember him. This good and kind man, a person of great integrity, a man who was good, wise, warm-hearted, and whom people liked and loved. Today he comes here our town, to the streets and places that he would have known so well and loved so much, and he returns to this church for prayers, mass and blessings. In these moments in the church, Brian, let the love of those who loved you wash over you, and let the love of God bless you. Also in our prayers today at Mass, we remember Shane's mum, who died just a few days ago. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, 
Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplications that your servant Brian, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another, since love comes from God. And everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. And anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. And this is the love I mean. Not our love for God, but God's love for us, when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. So, dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. And no one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us, and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And if I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains but without love, then I am nothing at all. And if I give away all that I possess piece by piece, and if I even let them take my body to burn it, but I'm without love, then it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. And it's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a lawyer who, to disconcert Jesus, stood up and put this question to him. Master, what must I do to gain eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbour as yourself. You've answered right, said Jesus. Do this and life will be yours. But the man was anxious to justify himself and said to Jesus, and who is my neighbour? And Jesus replied, a man was once on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of brigands. They took all he had, beat him and then made off, leaving him half dead. Now a priest happened to be travelling down the same road, but when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side, and in the same way a Levite who came to the place saw him and passed by on the other side too. But a Samaritan traveller who came upon him was moved with compassion and when he saw him, and he went up and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. He then lifted him on to his own mount, carried him to the inn, and looked after him. Next day he took out two denarii and handed them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and on my way back I will make good any extra expense you have. So which of these three do you think proved himself to be the neighbour of the one who fell into the brigand's hands? The one who took pity on him, he replied. And Jesus said to him, go and do the same yourself. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Please sit down. There was nothing to warn anyone that Brian would become ill on the day that he died. Everything was as it normally was, as ever it was. And he did the things that he would normally have done in the course of that day. He even spoke to Shane just a few hours before his death. There was nothing to warn anyone of what might be about to happen. There were no dark clouds in the horizon. 
His death came when everyone least expected it. Since hearing of his death, many people have expressed their deep sorrow at the news that Brian has died. He was a person who was blessed with a kindly and warm nature, whom it was easy to befriend and also to love. Many people feel the loss deeply and keenly. Here in our own town, in which he grew up and in our own community, people feel as if they've lost one of their own, a friend that they've grown up alongside, a neighbour, a friend from their youth, someone that's now missing from their life. The loss is great for Shane, his partner, for his sisters and brothers and their families, for Shane's family and for friends who are here today and in many places as well. Brian had great qualities of warmth and friendliness and openness and a great ability to make friends and keep them. At the end of the Mass, uh, Shane will speak on his own behalf of what Brian has meant to him over this period of 27 years. And Claire, his friend, will read a short extract from A.A. Milne. Speaking myself to the family here, their loss is unspeakable. They loved their brother and were very proud of him. He brought joy, laughter and love to their life and to the life of their families. And to Shane's family too, his parents, his brothers and their families, Brian meant everything. His friends in different places and over the years cherished his friendship. There are different aspects of his character and personality that we could mention, but there is one thing that I would like to reflect on that is in tune with the gospel which we've heard today at Mass. The story is, of course, a parable that Jesus tells in response to the question that someone asks, who is my neighbour? And in that story or parable, what we hear is a man is attacked by brigands on the road. People pass, pass by, people that you wouldn't think would pass by, religious people. But a foreigner stops and helps the man, bathes and bandages his wounds, takes him to a place where he can rest and recuperate, pays for his care, promises to return and recompense the innkeeper for any expense. This story, of course, is a story about someone who looks after their neighbour, especially the person in need, who goes the extra mile, who cares about others. This was a big part of Brian's life in a quiet way, to help people in need, to look out for people who had fallen in hard times, to be the Good Samaritan, but to do it in the quietest and most discreet of ways. I think he would be happy that I have read this passage from the Gospel today to encourage us all to do the same. In the other passages that we hear today at Mass, we hear that same message of love and care repeated. The love that we've heard it speak of is not a passing love, but a love that is strong, resilient and deep. A love that forgives, a love that cares for, and a love that cherishes the other. And St Paul sets that out in that great letter. And he says this, You can brag and boast about having faith to move mountains, but if you don't have love, then it means nothing. All his life, uh, we know that faith meant a great deal to Brian. But it was the faith uh, of love itself. He knew that God loved him in every aspect of his life. He knew that and believed it. He knew also that he was called to love others and he fulfilled that command. Just a few details about Brian's life uh, for you by way of reflection today. He was born on the 31st of May 1969. His parents, Pat and Chrissy McHugh, that he loved very much indeed. 
his brothers uh, Kenny and Ian and his sisters Jane and Tricia and Christine. His father, uh, Pat, worked at Hallside Steelworks and his mother was a machinist at Glenmore Fashions. He lived, of course, at 27 Dunlop Street in Westburn and he loved being a pupil at St Charles's Primary School and had a great love and respect for his teachers, Mrs Hamilton and Mrs McLean. He made many friends uh, there in the primary school uh, and also in the community in which he grew up. And the families that he grew up alongside in the Westburn village, he loved very much. There was much laughter and great memories of their young days together. And he himself had a great memory for things that people very often had long forgotten. He was later to attend St Joseph's in Loch Winnoch, a minor seminary for the Mill Hill missionaries. It closed and he did the remainder of his schooling in the local high schools. His jobs, he worked in the trains and the airlines and administrative posts, working his way up to hold important posts. He worked on British Rail, starting on the YTS, and for 17 years he also worked for British Airways. He worked in England uh, for Orange Communications and HR, and he made many friends in England. Some are here with us today or joining us on the link. Moving back to Scotland, he stayed in the Highlands, a place of great natural beauty. He worked in the oil and gas industries at Bureau Veritas and achieved a great deal in his professional life and was well thought of in the industry and also by his work colleagues. In his life, he was, of course, to meet Shane, and for 27 years, they were partners. They were introduced by Shane's brother, Jonathan, and their life has been blessed with love and companionship and friendship. They were, of course, as many of you will know, both making plans to move south to Glasgow to be near Brian's friends and family, plans which were well advanced for this move. Brian was a person who had great gifts. He was exceptionally good at any of the jobs that he undertook and was always conscientious. In nature, he had great qualities of warmth and kindness towards people. He also had a great sense of humour and laughter and fun were never far away. He had a great care and love also for people, especially for family and friends. And we shouldn't miss out the animals that he loved as well, and especially the dogs. Brian's death leaves a great big hole in people's lives that cannot be filled. But what will make that easier now and in years to come is the memory of his good and kind life that has been worth its weight in gold. We've come ourselves to say farewell to Brian in this place. But he would want us to know that this is not the final farewell. There will be a place in which we meet again or sat down together through the love and mercy of God. He has gone ahead of us. He has taken a turn in the road. We march on, but our roads will meet again in the mercy and the love of God. As St Paul says, love can never come to an end. We will be reunited in love, joy and peace. We will be reunited again. Brian, may God bless you at the end of your journey. We thank you in this place for the love that you have brought to so many people in their lives. We thank you for love and laughter and friendship and kindness. All who have known you treasure your memory. Until we all meet again, may God bless you and keep you safe.
pleased to stand. Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, Brian, finding through your mercy the pardon he sought for all his sins, may exult forever with your saints and praise your glory for all eternity. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I invite you please to be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what they do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Brian, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Granted, he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face, and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. May invite you please to stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, 
who live and reign forever and ever. And peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Please be seated. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. to invite you today to Holy Communion and uh, normally uh, as you probably know you would come forward for that but because of the restrictions we're asked to remain in our seat. So if you'd like to receive Holy Communion today then you simply uh, stand uh, in your place and then just place out your hand uh, to receive Communion. Uh, Perhaps if you wouldn't like to receive Communion but maybe would like to receive a blessing again you simply stand in the place uh, where you are and just put your hand on your breast and as I pass by I'll give you a blessing. Now, if you don't want to receive communion or a blessing, you can just simply uh, to remain seated at this point. So if you'd like to receive Holy Communion or a blessing today, may I invite you to stand.
Before I start, I hope I'm even half as eloquent as you've been in the beautiful words you said. Thank you. Um, ironically, Brian and I considered our first date to be uh, going to see four weddings and a funeral um, in 1994. Um, we as Father Morton's read, we'd met through my brother many times before and had formed a really good friendship. We could never really decide what the day was, so we just plumped for that one. Um, and many of you will remember the movie, and um, John Hannum plays a character who, towards the end of the movie, has to try and sum up some words to express the loss he's feeling after losing the love of his life. And he can't find them. So um, he turns to W.H. Auden and uses the words of the... Um, the poem there that uh, is stop all the clocks, which is fabulous. I can't find the words either, so what I've done is I've gone onto the social website and um, I'm going to use some of your words. So here's some of the things that you've said about him. Anyone who knew Brian will know that the world's a much, much worse place without him. More than a cousin... Brian was a true friend and an inspiration to me. My life is better for knowing him, and the world is a better place for him being in it. One of the funniest, friendliest, kind-hearted guys you could ever meet. A man that always gave you time, time for you. He always made time for you and made you feel ten feet tall. How lucky we were to know you, Brian. You will be sadly missed, but when we think of you, we'll smile and we'll even chuckle because you brought such joy and happiness. And finally, at first, I thought it was a complete and utter oddball with a bizarre memory for dates and events that had happened years ago. His weird obsession with Anne Frank and the Nazis, his most council-tasting food that I'd ever known, and all those things are still true. However, he turned out to be the greatest boss I've ever had, one of my closest ever friends. And even till recently, we phoned each other several times a day, talking endlessly to the point where Shane would go, your wife's on the phone. How, what do you find to talk about, you two? So that is just a very brief sum up of some of the things that you said. There is literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And if you're looking for a good read or something to read on your holidays, go onto social website, put Brian's name in and read some of the amazing things people have said about this beautiful person. It's lovely. Just lovely. So as we're fully aware, he did have quite a few strange passions. We've always mentioned uh, his passion for trains and planes that virtually uh, went on to the obsessive. As Claire mentioned, he was also fascinated with the Second World War, and in particular, Anne Frank. Her diaries were a permanent feature on any of the travels that I got dragged along on, and sometimes they were the very reason why you got to share the shame faces when I just couldn't cope with it anymore. He also loved me to put, put me through the torture of watching black and white movies that he called classics and I called rubbish. <laughs> He'd find them on channels like talking pictures that are so far up the network, not even I could find them, but somehow he managed to. And in those classic movies, quite often, the hero, the measure of the man, was said to be that he died with his boots on. Well, I'd like to create a bit of an image for you that hopefully will be a nice image for you, that the hero of this story, our Brian, died with his tartan jammies on. <laughs> his faith will believe that beyond a doubt he's joining Pat and Chrissy dancing in heaven again. He's walking his beloved Jack and we Sonny somewhere beautiful where travel is limitless, trains and planes are plentiful and unrestricted and he never ever has to turn anything but less left whenever he goes onto an aircraft. Most of you will also be fully aware of the fact that I stood by the fact I'm always wrong because it just saved time. And this is one time I truly hope I am wrong. I look forward to eventually joining you on our journey through life together and looking at your face when you hold out your hands and go, see, I told you he was real. <laughs> Until that, part of my life will always be missing. Rest well, my love. Look what you meant to people. Look how special you are. 
Thank you for sharing your life with me and making me one of those people that will forever be in debt to you for making my life better. During lockdown, our incredible neighbours, Lindsay and Andy, and their fabulous two young boys got us through it. Rory and Jacob would be putting their head over the fence every now and then, asking us the most bizarre but sometimes profound questions that I then somehow had to find an answer to from God knows where. And this last few days, I've had to explain something that I never thought I'd have to explain to a six and an eight-year-old. And I, once again, was completely and utterly lost of words. I tried my best, but I couldn't find it. And then one of my close friends sent me a passage that I read, and it helped me. And like lots of children's literature, it's great to explain things to children, but it's also heartwarming to adults. And I didn't think I could get through it, so I've asked Claire if she would mind reading it for us. So could my newly acquired wife, Claire the Recruiter, Please come and read for us. Thank you. can hear him saying, just spit it out. <laughs> Put yourself together and spit it out. You see, began Christopher with a long sigh. It's like sleeping for a long, long time. Christopher Robin was surrounded by his friends under his favourite tree, and it rested on the top of a hill overlooking the entire hundred-acre wood. He was older now, and he knew that he didn't have much more time left with them. But going to sleep just means that someday you'll wake up, said Pooh with a smile. And we'll be here when you do, Kanga added, and I'll even make you breakfast. That sounds like Shane right enough. <laughs> Christopher couldn't help but smile. I would very much like that, but you all have to understand that it will be a very, very long time. We're great at waiting a long time. Rabbit here waits every year for the carrots to grow in the garden, Tigger chimed in. And every year you destroy them, snarled Rabbit. But Christopher, interjected Rue, jumping into his lap, what are we going to do when you're gone? Well, I won't be gone, Rue. I'll be right here. And Christopher placed his finger over Rue's heart. Rue giggled and scrunched up into a ball. We'll be just fine, muttered Eeyore. I'm used to being alone anyways. None of you are going to be alone because you're a family now and while I'm gone, you'll all take care of each other. But you will be back, though. Right, Christopher? Stuttered Piglet. Christopher let out a soft sigh and looked around at all of his friends and it was going to be very difficult to help them to understand and they probably never would. Sometimes good things come to an end. But here's the secret, everyone. Memories are forever he whispered, and tapped Pooh on the nose. Well, I have plenty of those, like that time we saved you from the heffalumps, or when you helped me fix my garden, or when you organised my library for me, or of that time you built me a new house out of those sticks you found in the woods, Eeyore added suddenly. It didn't last the night, but I remember it. And that's right, said Christopher. All of those are memories, and you will have them forever, just like I will have my memories of all of you. Please stand. Renewed today by the nourishment of this sacred gift, we pray, Lord, with our dear brother Brian, freed from the bonds of death, may rejoice to have a share in the resurrection of your divine Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. 